Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're at and what you're doing. Welcome to Conversation Romance. We are supposed to have uh, music going in the background, but this Riverside software is absolutely pieces of shit. See? Hi, everybody. What do you think, Trip? Technical difficulties rule my life. They used to, anyway. Now I just. Some people like to head to the bars. Well, life is just a little too hard. Some people like to float out and fish. Some people like to. Hey, Riverside, if you're listening to this, I hate you. How you doing, everybody? My name is Jeff Johnson. I'm the host of Conversation of Romance. Oh, we got Ashton Craft and Brothers there singing. Ah, what's she singing? Hey, everybody, good morning. Oh, welcome to uh, what is most likely going to be a little bit of a painful uh, edition of the Conversation Romance podcast. We, what we started doing is <clears throat> celebrating the one-year anniversary of the podcast and I don't know, we got seven or eight hundred hours out there now. In celebration of that, we're going back and looking how we started this, right? So the podcast is roughly a year old, and my journey here in social media and podcast and health, mental wellness and mental illness, if you will, sometimes. The journey has been, I don't know, almost seven years now, six years. It's one of those journeys that I didn't know I needed until somebody told me you needed it. And then once they told me I needed it, I couldn't do anything else but that. So <clears throat> we can get on how I got to where I am now and all that kind of stuff. But let's play this video first. Yesterday we played a video in yesterday's podcast that will be published soon. We, we did play a video about how I grew up poor in a rich family. I grew up... Uh, <clears throat> being shamed if I wanted something and I sometimes I needed it right if I needed underwear if I needed socks it was shame and that shame continued throughout my life because I allowed it to right I mean <clears throat> this you know my, my fifth ex-wife yes that's right if you're new here I've been married five times so my fifth ex-wife she was famous for you know I'd, I'd get on Amazon and I'd order I'd order new socks and this is what would happen to me every time she would she would come to me and goes, "Hey, why are you ordering socks? Didn't you just order socks last year? You have four, you have seven pairs of socks now. Why do you need more socks? Now, granted, we were making over three hundred thousand dollars a year, and she had no problem buying four, five, six, seven pairs of red bottom shoes. How many red bottom purses and those kind of things? Right? Yeah, I'm familiar. She had more Tiffany boxes than you could shake a stick at. <clears throat> but I would get shamed." For buying socks, and that you know what's funny? It was these socks, these Carhartt socks. I bought six pairs of these socks in particular one time, and they they cost I think forty two dollars because they're thick wool boot socks. Shame. I was <clears throat> I was admonished for buying eighty dollar. Uh, Pants and shirt. Excuse me, eighty bucks on uh, hunting pants and a hunting shirt. Where, because it was redneck uh, mossy oak from Walmart, where she bought all the really expensive shit. So that's how my relationships were. And I allowed that. I'm not saying that 
she was overbearingly mean or CE or anything like that. I let her do that to me as a grown ass man. So that's what this podcast, this series that we're doing, series, why don't I say series for me? But with this series of podcasts, that's what we're doing. <clears throat> we're going back and looking at the growth, right? So I'm going to see if I can uh, do a little thing here, right? Let's see if I can share my screen. Uh, let's see if we can do this. Uh, we'll do a window to share audio, share a tab. Oh, I share a tab. I don't know if I know how to do that. Hang on. Uh oh. Maybe I don't know what I'm doing. Oh shit. Well, man, I. How do we do a share screen? Dang it. Screen. Oh, here we go. No, that's the wrong one. But she bought this hat for me, and I love it because it's a hat that I. Where the hell is it at? Oh, hey, here we go. <clears throat> Let me start this over again. Let's see if we got this right. You see this? This is a. My black hat's a better hat, right? It's a great hat. It's a, it's a hat that I'd never buy for myself. It's a black hat. My wife and I are there. We didn't. We didn't. But she bought this hat for me, and I love it. Because it's a hat that I'd have never bought for myself. And I was embarrassed to ask for it, right? I, I got it. Because I don't think I'm worth it. The work I'm doing is it's only $700. It's a So, this is about you know, my self care. My daily self care is something I never did before. Okay, let's take let's take that for a second. Hang on, let me I'll be right back. Let me pause this. <clears throat> okay, I go on a little bit there to say I'm 52 years old and for the first time in my life, and you, know, you get the point. So, 
That's my dog drinking there, if you don't hear that in the background. But, <clears throat> let's, uh, first of all, let's look at that picture, right? Well, I don't think I look very good. <clears throat> I think I look heavy. Not from a weight standpoint, from a emotional standpoint. I, I don't like the timbre in my voice. I don't like the, the lack of confidence in my voice. But let me let me let me give you the full version of that hat. That's something I wanted since I was a kid. Right? That's that little that's that's one of those things when you're a kid and you look up to these guys in your neighborhood. You look up and you say, "Oh my gosh. If I can ever afford something like that. If I can you imagine wearing a hat that Chris is a black so a a president an El Presidente. It's a hundred X beaver. You can wear it in the rain. You can go swimming in it. Doesn't matter. It's gonna be fine. It's hard. It's it's the good beaver. Who doesn't like a good beaver, right? So they're about seven hundred bucks. I think she got that at a discount. But um, and there's more expensive hats out there. There's a lot more expensive hats. You can spend as much as you want. The hats and hats and watches are kind of close. You can spend almost anything you want on either one of those things, right? But it was that hat that I've always looked forward to. That, the, the box that it came in, the, the symbol that it gave to the people around me when I was a kid. So, as I was climbing out of my primordial, beaten down shell of a, of a beta man phase, as I was trying to get some boundaries, she actually asked me one day, she said, what do you want for Christmas? I said, I want a Presidente hat. <clears throat> and she gave me quite a bit of shit about it, but she got it. And then, this is what happened with the hat. Now remember, we had joint bank accounts. We did, she had, she had we, I found out later she had, had separate hidden accounts, right? We're on the plains of the Serengeti, he's keeping us safe. So, <clears throat> we, uh, Almost every time I wore that hat, she made sure that everybody that we were around knew that she bought that hat for me. And I said, yeah, it was a Christmas gift. And then when we started going through a divorce and I started getting a little bit popular on TikTok, uh, and started getting some attention from females, she started, she, every time I'd wear the hat on a video, she would pop in under her account or some other fake account or whatever it was and say, Ladies, he's a piece of shit. You know that I had to buy that hat for him. He couldn't afford it. You know, I was contributing $100,000 a year to the marriage, and she, we were contributing both everything, and she went nine months without a fucking job and didn't contribute anything. But none of that matters, right? It all has to be her version. And if you hear, if you heard that black hat video, she's, I said aloud and let me and things like that. I mentioned it, but I want you to be sure you know that as I, I allowed it, I no longer allow it. I see that I see the issue in my ways, but I allowed it. So why? Why would anybody allow anything like that? Well. 
since I was a kid, man, I've told, I have been literally told I'm not worth anything. Those words have been said to me. The actions were louder than the words. <clears throat> I want to be careful before I get into this emotional side that you understand that, or everybody understands that I'm saying it for me, maybe, too. But I have no... I am not mad at anybody in my past any longer. I am not blaming my mother or my father or lack thereof for anything that I have right now or I don't have right now whether it's patience, tolerance <laughs> good personal hygiene habits <clears throat> the truth is everybody is that or nobody the truth is I am responsible for me. Nobody else. Uh, I developed a cortisol addiction when I was an infant. Before I was before I was ten years or ten days old, I had a cortisol addiction. That was the the home I was adopted out of. They didn't believe in. Um, they did not believe in handling the babies. Right? They would they would shove a pacifier or shove a bottle or in their mouths and they would change them from afar. But they believed in whatever and there was a Methodist home for for Methodist home for wayward women in San Antonio, Texas, by the way. If you were there, or if you know anybody there, I'd love to talk to you. But <clears throat> so they, they waited they they believed that they should wait until the birth parents got there so they could only bond with them. Now, I'm sure we didn't know this back then, but what we know now is that when a baby, especially an infant, it's, it's everything's accelerated when we talk about infants here. So, as an infant, if your needs are not attuned, if you're not, if your needs aren't met, when you cry because you're shitty, or when you cry because you're gassy, you're hungry, or whatever, if those needs aren't met, then what happens next is that you go rigid. I'm sure you've seen this, right? You get, you start crying, and the harder you cry, then all oh, now your fists get fists, and then your arms, and then your legs, and your they turn red, and then you go to sleep. Right? You're familiar with that? You've either seen it, done it, something like that. So, that's not sleep. When you go, when a baby goes rigid, they're burning fuel in their, in their muscles. Every muscle in their body is demanding maximum fuel. Now, especially as an infant, your brain is on autopilot. Right? You, your, your brain is a drug factory from day one. Your brain manufactures, sells, and distributes drugs that's what your brain does yeah it, it 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 interprets a lot of shit but it 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 sends you what you need when you need it where you need it and sometimes before you need it so when your muscles got super tense as an infant i mean tense ah, and you go to sleep 
That's because your brain said, whoa, 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 we are out of energy. We do not have any more protein. We got nothing left, no sugar left. If we continue to do this, everybody, if y'all don't stop, we're going to die. We're not going to be able to move. We have self-preservation. So the brain goes, fuck it, give you cortisol. Cortisol, everybody. Y'all don't need power. Y'all don't need energy. Y'all need to relax. So it sends you cortisol. And when that cortisol hits, you can see it. You can absolutely see it, and I can feel it. It feels like mother's milk. I guess that's appropriate. Because I was, since that's what raised me, cortisol. But if it, 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 a rush of calm, warm blanket runs over your body, and you fall asleep out of pure exhaustion, needs unmet. set the tone for the rest of my life it set the tone no let me let me correct this it set the tone for the next 50 years <laughs> and then one day one beautiful day my therapist that I still see today we were I was getting ready to leave and she was Jeff when do you want to talk about your childhood trauma And I looked at her and I said, I don't, nobody ever touched me. I'm fine. I'm good. She said, no, no, no. Not that kind of trauma. Your mother abandoned you. Your adopted mother abandoned you. Your early parentization. Your lack of self-control. All of, and then she started listening to everything else. And I'm sitting there standing there like, you can stop at any minute, lady. Jesus Christ, I get a point. No, she didn't. She let go <laughs> like some kind of Sailor Jerry cussing rant. And I was just sitting there going, what is this? You know, your mother was this, your mother was this, your first wife was this, your first wife was this. You've made these choices, you made these choices. You've When do you want to start? And that's the day I started. That's the day I realized that, oh my God. There is nothing I can do to ever feel better than I feel right now unless I fucking do something. I don't want to spend, you know, every time I got divorced, I would say, I'm not doing that again. Not marriage. I'm, I'm not going to fuck my life up again. The next time is going to be different. And the next time is going to be different. And the next time is going to be. And the next, and, right. But I did not do one single thing differently for marriage one to marriage five except learn how to lie better that's it <laughs> I mean yeah I learned a few things I could do this with my tongue and that with my finger whatever but that's sad the point 
I learned how to lie better. Because that's the only thing that ever served me decently as a kid. Yeah, I know, it was short. Whatever I got out of a lie was short-lasted, was short but fuck, at least it was something that felt good in the moment. I didn't lie about that black hat. I didn't lie about wanting it. I didn't lie to her about why I wanted it. I told her I felt guilty about asking for it. I felt this, and she was like, no, no, you're worth it, honey, you're worth it. For me. And then she made fun of me, and she belittled me. Every fucking time I wore it, reminding me that I was not worth it. The only reason, the only reason I was worth having a hat like that is because I was married to her. The only reason I was, I was worthy of wearing a hat like that is because she bought it for me. And here's a little secret. <clears throat> if you have any self-doubt right now, I'm going to let you, I'm going to jump to, I'm going to give you a glimpse of the future. I'm going to give you a glimpse of the ending message of this, this podcast. If you want a Rolls Royce, you, if you want a Rolls Royce, you're worthy of it. If you want a Chevy Pinto, you're worthy of that. You're, you're, the only reason you have to be justify anything is because you want it. And once you want it, then you work to get it. I want a better relationship. I want a better life. I want, I want to stop hurting people. And I want to stop hurting myself. So, you got to work. Right? You're worthy of anything you desire. You're also worthy of desire. You are a desirable human. For all of your flaws, for all of your fucked up thoughts, there's somebody out there that loves you. You just have to get out of your way. All right. So when she said that, that I got to start, I started working. And every time I got a little bit better, every time I, I felt a little bit better about myself, my ex was there to make sure I was in check. And it doesn't matter which ex. I'm not mad at my exes. They're mad at me, I'm sure. I mean, who wouldn't be mad? No, just... <laughs> I'm not mad at them. I, I, they, it is what it is, right? I'm not friends with them either, but I, I've dealt with that shit. I see them for what they are. And they're not perfect, like they tell you they are. And I'm not perfect, like I used to tell you I are. But I'm honest about the role I played in those relationships. And they were going to fail no matter what role I played in the relationship. Because at one point in time, the, the, the personalities I attached myself to were going to get tired of me. They were going to use all the energy I had and move on to the next one. The only possible exception to that out of the wives is maybe Sophie, maybe number four. 
we possibly were just absolutely so fucked as two humans. I'm telling you, I was a fucked up motherfucker back then, and she was a fucked up son of a bitch back then, too. And everybody around us saw it. I mean, 100% of the people, my best friends on the planet, they're like, dude, you get the fuck away from her. And I'm like, that makes me get closer. I don't, so I don't think... I only think the reason we were together is because we tolerated each other's uh, justifications for our lives. And that didn't last long. But everybody was going to get finished with me when they used, finished using my energy. Right. So what has this two years been? Do I feel like I'm worthy of the black hat? Absolutely. Do I still have the black hat? Absolutely. I have the silver belly. And, there, and now the difference is two years later. I don't see an expensive hat. And I don't see a cheap hat anymore. For the first time in my life, I just see my hats. It doesn't matter. I don't care if it's cheap or expensive. All I care about is if I desire it. I think that's called a little teeny bit of self-awareness and a little bitty teeny bit of self-serving. But as we move forward in the two years, right? I've done a lot of work and I realize it. I was always committed to a woman. And I, and Never the idea. I won't ever commit to a human again. Never. I'll commit to the relationship. Because if I commit to a woman, that means I have to put myself second. But if I commit to a relationship, I have to put myself first because I have to be the very best Jeff every day I show up to that relationship. And that doesn't mean I'm the best, I'm the top of the heap every day, every, every hour. That means I'm the best I can be that day. That is pray my best is good. I did my best. <laughs> I guess my best was it. Ah. I hope you see the difference. I hope you see the difference, not in me, but in you, in two, since two years ago. And I hope you don't see the difference between a good hat, an expensive hat, and a cheap hat. Celebrate what you love. Celebrate what you like. Celebrate you. That's enough of that shit, everybody. So we're... <laughs> we'll see if we can get this media player to work. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for listening to Conversation Romance. We are coming to you uh, recording this live from our mobile studios, our rolling meat wagon. We're currently located in Ringo, Georgia. We are chasing love. We're pursuing love. We're intentional, right?
Y'all have a great day, everybody. We're going to do some more of these today. I have a, a meeting with a friend. So, so you ready to go, Trip? Let's go. Bye, everybody. <laughs>